positive attitudes, diversity and inclusion, success stories, education and advocacy, employability. This and much more on Thrive. Welcome to the Thrive Podcast, an open space to discuss topics related to accessibility and inclusion for youth with diverse abilities. Through this platform, our aim is to celebrate diversity, share our perspectives, and promote the abilities of people with diverse abilities. Thrive is a program of the BC Centre for Ability and is generously sponsored by RBC Foundation, Coast Capital Savings Youth Investment Grant, and the BC Centre for Ability Foundation. I'm your host and producer, Anu Pala. I'd like to start off with a land acknowledgement. I'm coming to you today from the traditional and ancestral territories of the Squamish, Musqueam, and Tsleil-Waututh lands, and I recognize that I have the privilege to live, work, and play on these beautiful lands. I'd also like to state that we at the BC Centre for Ability stand in solidarity with the Indigenous peoples across Canada as we work towards truth and reconciliation. So today, back in the studio, we have our fantastic Thrive team, Mark Grunheide, Marcel Chahal, Andy Lynn, and Nathan Clement. And we are going to be tackling the topic of success. And we know that success means so many things to so many different people. And so we're going to break it all down. We're going to unpack it. Let's get into it. All right, everybody. Welcome, team. Hi. Hi. Yeah. Hello. Hello. So today, we are going to be tackling the big topic, success. So success means different things to different people. So is it about attaining financial freedom? Is it about attaining education? Or is it just about being able to survive? What does success mean to all of you? Just doing what you love and being good at what you're doing and trying to attain excellence and joy in what you're doing. To piggyback off what Andy was saying, success isn't always a destination, but it's a journey taken on learning and growing throughout obstacles, through the failures, and eventually reaching your accomplishments. And even at the end of the day, accomplishments may not be the end. Coming from a sports background, it's so easy to chase after times, standards, podiums, other aspects that come with sports, but success is that personal growth that you take on on the first day of starting till your final day. Yeah, I would say success is being happy with yourself. You know, growing up, you sort of are in a culture, not a culture per se, but sort of in a society where you're taught to believe that if you go to university, you're successful. If you, um, you know, buy a house and settle in and, and have a family, you're successful. But uh, I would say that sort of breaking those stereotypes and believing in yourself and just like, you know, embracing the journey rather than the destination is success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, uh, I would say I agree a lot with what you're saying, Marcel. I, um, I, I appreciate, too, that I'm, I'm the old guy in the room here. So uh, I'm going to speak... Um, hopefully not sound like people's parents here, but I'm going to speak from my experience and say that as I get older, I realize that success for me is about experiences and achievements more than it is about monetary uh, gain. Uh, I, the things I look back on and feel maybe happiest about or feel that I've succeeded at are the things that I've enjoyed the most and the experiences I've had along the way. 
Yeah. yeah, I mean, everyone's definition here is a little different, but there's no right or wrong answer here. I think that is the key thing to take away from this. For me, it's just about being content in where you are in life, because mm -hmm. I think someone here mentioned it's, it's, it's a journey, and um, I feel like with me as well, like throughout my life, when I was younger, it meant something different, and now it means something different. You know, back in the day, it was about getting that perfect job and being married or having a family or whatever. That's what society teaches us. But we all have our own experiences. And depending on where we are in our own journey, uh, success can look different, you know, to each one of us as we have all shared. Mm -hmm. So what about growing up? Like, I know that our parents kind of had these certain aspirations, dreams, desires for us. What was it like for all of you growing up? What kinds of uh, advice did you get, guidance? Talk a little bit about that. I grew up in sort of an environment where all my friends and my peers wanted to succeed and go to university. And the higher the grades you have, the higher percentage you have, the better it is. Um, and I was one of the ones who said, you know what, like marks are important, but at the same time, I kind of want to, you know, enjoy the other things around the school, like my sports, my music classes. And when my brain injury happened, my family, including my peers, thought that I'm not going to succeed. That was their impression towards me that, you know, bummer, like, you know, she, she had an accident or she's, she's got a brain injury, she's not going to succeed, and it's sad. Um... I did not see myself from that perspective. I embraced my recovery. That's when I had came across Center for Ability and I, I embraced my recovery journey and, and that made me feel more successful than, you know, going through the normal route of stressing myself, getting the grades, trying to go to UBC. Um, you know, so I, I would say, yeah, embracing your journey. And if you have to take a different journey than others, it's okay, you're still going to be successful. You can still meet your goals. When I was in elementary school, there's less of societal pressures. It was more about um, just having fun learning and having a good time with friends. I think closer to the end of elementary school for me, I started to have all these goals that I set in mind for myself. And I tried to define success as in like reaching certain goals. It, it's kind of important to have a healthy balance between goal setting and also just being happy and content with where you are in life. Once I reached high school, some of these goals I couldn't meet as well as I'd like them to. And when I was too caught up in the achievement aspect, it is not as mentally healthy. Like I was not in a mentally healthy place as I could have been, so yeah. At the age of two and a half, when I had my stroke, my parents had the conversation by doctors that he's never gonna walk, never gonna read never going to be able to do anything in a normal life. So at a very, very young age, I was set up for not anything big that was going to happen. But with the BC Center for Ability and with my parents, my mom, who was very much the nurturer, and my dad, who, who nurtured, but he also knew when was the right time to push and get the best out of you, sometimes by... But being a little tougher really helped show and develop me as 
a kid, it took a long time for me to get comfortable with the disability. Like I remember when I was like seven, eight years old, I threw my brace on the roof of the school just because I was upset that I was picked last in a sports game because of my arm. But learning at that early stages of youth by my parents was as long as I was putting that work in, putting that effort in, no matter what happens, I can take pride that I put in the effort, I put in the heart, I put in everything I could. And, and, I, and I remember often I was scared to ride a bike as a kid. And every time I would ride with my dad, he's like, and I would say, I'm going to die, I'm going to die, I'm going to die. And every time my dad was right behind me, he's like, you're going to die if I catch you. <laughs> so, so, so that would get me moving, that would get me riding, and that would just keep pushing me to go forward. And fortunate enough, as I got older, as I hit the, hit the ages of 8, 9, 10 years old, I started to become more and more comfortable with myself and understanding that I have a gift here. And my friends were supportive. My friends were there for me. And they knew when to push me when I needed to be pushed. And I had so many great supports, whether it was coaches, friends, and family that instilled in me that there is so much that you can do. Mm -hmm. You just have to go out there and try your best at the end of the day. And if you fail, you fail. But it's about taking on those risks, taking on those challenges, and getting out of that comfort zone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So true, so true. I'm going to come back to you in one second, Mark, because I'm going to have a different perspective from you. But I want to talk a little bit about people living with disabilities. There are a lot of people out there who are struggling or trying to find their way in life. So Nathan, like the story you just shared, that you felt discouraged and frustrated about your disability, but you had your parents there to support you and encourage you. But what do you all suggest to people out there who are still trying to find their way in life? Um, I think what sort of caught my attention is how you mentioned support. And I know support is a big factor, but unfortunately, reality is that not a lot of people end up having support in their life. Mm -hmm. um, I, I grew up not privileged and and have seen some great hardships and there were moments yeah I felt I felt down I did um, but I would say what what helped me was having a positive outlook I, I remember like when when my brain injury took place um, I, I did kind of felt down because everyone around me made me feel down including mm -hmm. the principal of my school right so that's that that will impact you but I think what made a difference is that like when when there was help um, I, I opened up to it. So when, when my social worker who came from Center for Ability and met with me, I actually opened up to her and I told her, hey, I, I don't know what my identity is anymore. Mm -hmm. and, and I remember like I was vulnerable with her and, and I had broken down and, and she, she empathized and understood. Um, so I would say if, if you don't have support out there, just still be open to help. Yeah, that's, that's really great advice, Marcel. It's interesting to hear about everyone's idea of success. And, and I think the thing we need to keep in mind is that success is different for different people. And, and I think when I was growing up, I looked back and I had a, similar to what Marcel was saying, I, I had a situation where I was feeling like I was expected to go to university. You know, I was a relatively bright kid with the good marks and it was kind of like that was the path and and there was a certain degree of concern on my part about 
what if I don't go down that path? Will I have not succeeded? But then I see people in all walks of life that have, you know, all kinds of success in different areas that didn't necessarily go to university. You know, it might sound a bit silly at this stage, but, but uh, you know, it, it was a bit of an eye-opener when I was much younger. You know, and I think in, in this age of social media, we're sort of drawn more than ever to images and, and, you know, particular ideas of what success is. And we can create our own, and it's not necessarily going to look the same with two different people. Mm -hmm. Now, you as a parent, tell us a little bit about how you are mentoring and guiding your daughters because they're growing up in a very different era than you know we did i'm learning how to do that right i'd love right. to tell you that i was doing it very successfully but i'm not sure that i always am so it is a learning phase for me and for my wife as well but uh, i think what i try to do is let them create their own goals their own identities and with that comes different versions of success you know i have two daughters and quite predictably, they have very different personalities, right? And one is very achievement-oriented as far as going to school, doing sports, getting involved with a lot of activities and doing well in them. My other daughter is more cerebral, thinks a lot, very sensitive soul, but has a very interesting perspective into other people. I think she may succeed down the road as a counselor or a you know, psychologist or something, but it represents in a very different way. So what I try to do, back to your question, is support each of them and help them to develop their own goals as opposed to giving them a picture of what success looks like and saying that's what you need to be. That's great. I think that's the best thing a parent can really do is allow their children to just be and offer their support, guidance, mentorship, rather than preaching. Like, yeah, oh, you I've need to do I've been known this. to preach. Uh, believe me, I don't always get it right. And, uh, mm -hmm. you know. Um, I think I think because I think parents have good intentions. I, I don't think it's like you're deliberately trying to power thing per se. Personally, I do not have children, but I do have younger people in my life. You come from a place of care. But um, sometimes you have to take a step back, striking that balance between giving them good advice, but also being there and hearing them out, nurture them along the way. I wanted to go back to what, what Marcel, you were saying about having a positive outlook. One of the things that has really benefited me in life is surrounding myself around positive people. And I feel like that has made a significant difference in my outlook on life, which helped me throughout my journey. And it continues to like to this day. I think when you're an adult, it's a bit easier to navigate and, and sort of create a social circle for yourself where you're surrounded by people who um, you feel comfortable with. And it, you know, makes you feel like it's, it's a safe space. For you to be there but growing up it, it's really tough because if you're surrounded with peers who are not supportive and you you don't really know how to navigate through that or parents who who love you but do not really know how to be supportive um then then it is a bit of a struggle so i would say like for me personally my school counselor was there my social worker through center for ability was there and i i have those memories and those conversations that i had with them that actually has made me the person that I am today. So I would say support could be family, friends, but support could also be your teacher, your school counselor, someone, anyone. 
as Marcel was saying, growing up, sometimes it's more of the nature of the people around you. And it can be very difficult, say you're in a small school or uh, a workplace where it's not the most positive environment. One of the biggest things you can do is always take, whether it's 15 minutes or 30 minutes out of the day, find some self-care stuff you love, whether it's a hobby or a passion you really want to take up or, and learn, or whether it's just watching Netflix, watching YouTube for 30 minutes and allow yourself that time to reset, refresh, and really take on the stuff you love at the end of the day. Because 15, 30 minutes of a hobby, if you do that for a month, for a couple months, that's a couple hours and you've grown these skills and you've done the, the things that could really benefit you down the road when you're trying to find a career and hobby you love because that's one of the great things you don't really realize as a kid is how many great careers there are out there too. Like there's so many things you didn't even think of that you could potentially do and who knows what hobby you love doing, whether it's watching movies, whether it's playing video games or even drawing. You never know if you take that time, you could really create solid skills that can help you down the road long term and just finding that time for that self-care, self-love, even if it's not going to lead to a job or a profession. It's just something you love to do and it's that mental refresh that can be the greatest thing to helping you succeed. I echo what has been said a lot here, which is that um, self-care is super important and also that it's important to find people that matter to you and, and that can support you and you can support them and it's really a mutual thing. And the thing about self-care too is that there's no one that knows you better than yourself and, and no one that can take care of you better than yourself, right? So it's really important to um, take the time to uh, stay healthy and stay positive. Okay, so basically all of you are saying then that taking time for self-care is a big piece of achieving success because when you're feeling balanced and fulfilled and happy, then that will put you in a better position to achieve your goals. Is that what I'm hearing? I feel the term success is overrated. Mm -hmm. I think we think success is something huge, but it's it's not. It's it's something minor, like riding a bike, per se, like Nathan mentioned. Mm -hmm. Like that is success right there. You know, you, you accomplish something, you learn something. I still don't know how to ride a bike. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> Maybe Nathan should give you some lessons. <laughs> but I agree, Mar Marcel, in some ways that word success is kind of overrated. And it, it, it almost feels like there's this like bit of pressure that comes with that word, you know? And... I don't know, like it's it's probably too big of a conversation to get into right now, but it'll be interesting for our listeners to chime in on our social media and um, let us know their thoughts around the whole idea of success and, and is it overrated and, and what does it mean, you know, to you all. So on that note, we are going to wrap it up here, but our call to action to all of our listeners is to chime in to our Instagram at thrive.bc. And we want to hear from you. We want to know what you think success looks like and comment on anything else that we've talked about today. And let's get the conversation going. So on that note, thank you, everybody. Thanks to our wonderful panel. And we'll see you next time. You've been listening to The Thrive Podcast, generously supported by RBC Foundation, Coast Capital Youth Investment Grant, and the BC Centre for Ability Foundation. 
To learn more about Thrive or the BC Centre for Ability, visit us at www.bc-cfa.org. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.